Hi, good morning. Welcome to the Queermo cast. I am KJ. And I'm Shim Sham. Hello. We're coming to you live. <laughs> I, caught you. <laughs> I caught you just as you were trying to take a drink. You're like, I need coffee or water, whatever it is. Hydration or caffeine? Oh, caffeine all day long until we're dead. <laughs> all day. All day, every day, until we're dead. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. We are coming to you live from the morning, which is something we don't normally do. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> this early in the morning. Um, but I do, I'm, I'm really happy we're able to record because we, a couple weeks ago, uh, we did a Friendsgiving type of a situation uh, to kind of taste test some delicious vegan uh sure thanksgiving alternatives so we're gonna come come at you today with some of our feedback some of our um harsh critiques of some of them so harsh Um, it'll be like the kindest critique you've ever heard because we loved all of it (laughs) truly because we loved all of it we're also like please just keep making stuff Mm. we love you corporate sponsorship tofurkey (laughs) (laughs) um but before we jump into that mama how are you feeling? One, it, it is now almost a month out from the election. It is almost, we almost have the runoff election happening here. Early voting has started in Georgia. How are we feeling? Where are we at? Yeah. It's oh my God, that is question, funny. The last time we recorded was before the election. Oh my God. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, we a, a lot has happened. So... I, I personally was upset because, um, well, in Wisconsin, we, Tony Evers, uh, Democratic governor, got reelected, which was amazing, mm-hmm. but it was the bare minimum. Uh, M- Mandela Barnes <laughs> did not budget. win. He, he lost against Ron Johnson, the most crusty, racist, homophobic, <laughs> conspiracy theorist old white loon you've ever heard and he won again he won again again which makes me worry about who is voting in wisconsin the only way i can rationalize it is these people who vote are not informed they just they're believing a narrative from Fox News or some bullshit, and they're not actually informed. Because if they're informed and they're still voting for Ron Johnson, well, then I we have to move. <laughs> <laughs> well, and Wisconsin is an incredibly gerrymandered state. We've talked about that, you know, just just one on one, and also in the Discord before about how we're, you know, we're we're really up against it in states like Wisconsin, where. There are relatively large factions of people who are like they they want progressive policies. They they didn't want Scott Walker to cancel the high speed rail line. They didn't want Scott Walker to like strip collective bargaining rights away from teachers and unions. And yet the 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 way the districts are drawn and the way that people have kind of factioned themselves in Wisconsin it's really it's, it's it's something you're up against a lot in Wisconsin. Um, it's something that I noticed living there because I, I always lived in Eau Claire, 
or lacrosse. You lived in Milwaukee for a while. Those areas tend to lean like light purple to blue, right? Typically in, in elections. Whereas you go <laughs> 10 minutes in either direction out of any of those cities. And suddenly it's a very different story. Um, and that's kind so of all the Midwest. I mean, mm-hmm. it's Minnesota's that exactly. way. Exactly. Like, Lots of liberal, uh, progressive people. But anyway, and then I think I I I don't have all the information in front of me, but I think three out of our five House seats were Republican, and and then so it's just uh, it really was not a win, and. And nationwide, the Democrats were happy because we didn't lose the Senate. And uh, historically, um, historically, midterm elections, Republicans win by a landslide. So the fact that uh, it was kind of a 50-50, because Democrats didn't win, like, let's be frank. They they just didn't (laughs) get wiped out. And so on TV um, and in the news, Democrats are like fucking throwing themselves a parade. <laughs> and, you know, I do it's, it's, get it's, it. It's a victory lap. We don't have to be <laughs> pessimistic and depressed all the time. But at the same time, especially being in Wisconsin, I was like, well, I don't think I would throw myself a parade. Like, we lost the House. No. And um, the Senate. Georgia is still up in the air. If we don't win Georgia, then it's 50-50 with Kamala Harris as the tiebreaker, which we know that setup, we still can't get anything done. So it's not no. really... And... So I'm just disappointed because I think I'm just recognizing that we have to get shit done. And also right now, not to get off topic a little bit, but we're not... Like huge healthcare crisis, especially in um, Western Wisconsin and the Twin mm-hmm. Cities metro area, because uh, we have RSV, we have the flu, we have COVID all spiking in this area. We have a nursing and provider shortage, and if provider, I mean nurse practitioners, physicians, assistants, and doctors, and um, uh. And now the Minnesota Nurses Union is planning another strike, which I fully support. I fully, because do you know what the Nurses Union is asking for? They're asking for better staffing and more PPE. That is reasonable. (laughs) They're asking for, they they should be asking for more. They're asking for so little. Because this is what the big health... the health corp I, I what do you call them systems corporations this is what they do mm-hmm. they hire traveling nurses they pay them 80 to 100 dollars an hour um for three months to solve a temporary problem and then when those traveling nurses are gone you're back to being understaffed uh and the the the, the solution needs to be Hiring more permanent staff, not travelers. Um, Traveling nurses do great work. It's very hard to be a traveling nurse. You're just thrown into a random setting. You're given two days of training, maybe, and then you're like, do it. So I'm not, it's not to criticize traveling nurses, but traveling nurses do inhibit um, permanent staff from being hired. So anyway, um, it's a complex is- issue. Nurses strikes are hard on the whole healthcare system. Uh surgeries will be canceled 
there will be less hospital beds. The whole health system will be pushed to the max, which it already is. So it's a very difficult decision for the nurses union to go in on strike. And I and they don't do it lightly. So anyway. Um, no. And also when you're on strike, you're not working. You're not making money. You're not getting time off. It is a huge decision based on desperation and need to really say, I won't do this until you do this. Until you do this in return. Yeah. That's a huge decision that I think people assume is taken lightly, which is just bullshit, right? No one goes on strike because they're like, no, I want to strike, right? It's like, why? I don't know. Sorry. Yeah. I just, it. It, I mean, it's difficult. And then nurses are also naturally caring people. So it's kind of, it's like when nurses are finally going to stand up and say, no, we need better. You know, then the health systems are like, but the patients will suffer. They're like playing that card on these naturally caring people. But they have to be like, all the nurses want to do is work in an environment that's not killing them. So anyway, it's uh, seeing the healthcare crisis, especially this winter. That's, I think, why I'm more upset about the political situation, because healthcare needs to be revamped and changed. <laughs> and uh, that's no one's even working on it. I mean, maybe people are, but it's, it's just it doesn't seem like it. Like nothing is happening. So it's not a it, it doesn't appear to be a national concern. Right. It's not being talked about in a way that makes it feel like something is being done about it. And that's troubling for a lot, for all the reasons you just said, and probably many more. And what it makes me think of, uh, and by the way, thank you for sharing all that, because I think it's important to get the perspectives of the air of 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 the, the the workers in this country who are working under intense conditions that are also not being heard. They're not being heard about what they need for safety, basic safety, not even just like extreme safety, basic safety. A mask, a shield, gloves. Anyway, so that actually really ties into what's going on with the the rail worker strike as well and how Biden and most of the Dems in Congress voted to avoid a strike, but also to not give them paid sick leave, which was the one thing that they were looking for. Railway workers do not get paid sick time. It is not in their union contracts. I know. It, it, and that's what they wanted. It sounded like they avoided a strike and no one got it. Like It was like, uh, it, yep. it was very disappointing. And mm, 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 let's let's just think for a second. What's coming up in a couple of weeks why they don't want railway workers who are most responsible for tra transporting goods across the country? What is it that they're afraid of shutting down? Oh, right. Fucking Christmas. That's the only reason they're doing this. It's frustrating. It's maddening that a group of people were like, hey, we want something super basic. Seven days of paid sick leave a year. And you can't even fucking give us that. Nurses are like, we just want PPE. Things to keep us safe and our patients safe while we are saving lives. Can't give us that. Yeah. And the, Maddening. And the staffing. The staffing <laughs> is honestly the biggest Yeah, issue. and the staffing. Well, and, and schools. Schools. Schools are completely understaffed and completely drowning in uh, more students than one teacher can handle. And if you think that PPE is bad in, in, in hospitals, let me tell you something. Schools get like one box of gloves for the semester. Like it's a single box of gloves. And if you've got a bunch of kids with snotty nose and bloody knees, 
you're you don't want to be touching all that all the time um like it's just it's wild the things that we don't equip basic things we don't equip workers with um and yet at subway they have 17 boxes of gloves on the shelf behind them <laughs> for making a fucking sandwich. I just, I, you know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's just, it's, and I think the thing that frustrated me the most was right after the elections, Biden was asked, what would you change for the second half of your first term? And do you remember what his response was? Tell me. He said, nothing. That was his only response. You did barely anything with your first two years. You lost the House. You barely retained the Senate. And you think that just doing exactly what you did the first two, 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 two years of your term is what we need to be doing? It's that victory lap, right? It's like, no, we didn't, we didn't lose as big as we thought we were, so mm, give me a little shimmy. And it's like, it's fine to be happy that you didn't lose as big as you thought you were going to, right? As much as everybody said. But like, take this opportunity to be like, now that we have not lost what we thought we were going to lose, here's what we're going to do moving forward. Like, give us something. Tell us what you are going to do instead of just being like, suck it, Republicans, eh, which was basically what they did. That's what they did for two weeks on the news. Maddening. Fucking maddening. While what you're talking about is happening. And then all these other industries are like, um, hi. Yeah. Could we, um, <laughs> could you maybe get your asses in gear and do something about all this stuff that we've been screaming about since you took, since you took over? Like, I don't know. It's just the midterms always frustrate me because as Kate Clinton, one of my favorite lesbian comics, uh, once said, the Democrats drive me fucking crazy because they don't know how to take their own side in a fight. It's so frustrating. <laughs> it is so frustrating. So anyway, yes, I was happy in some ways. I was like, OK, we didn't lose both the House and the Senate, which is basically what happened when Obama was president. Right. It was like. It was like this back and forth of, of power, but really it was just like nothing can happen because after they did one thing, the Affordable Care Act, which was good, but not enough, nothing else happened because everything, everything went to shit, right? And they had a super majority and then it went away. And, and if you're listening, like, it sounds like we're not happy at all. We were happy that <laughs> it wasn't like... It could have been so much worse. I am so grateful it wasn't worse. So it wasn't... It wasn't that we don't recognize that it was actually historically mm. a pretty good midterm. It's just, <laughs> I think seeing the parade and the Gatorade Democrats were dumping over themselves. I was like, well, it wasn't that good. And Georgia is still up in the air. And, and still up in yeah, the air. Yeah, it's between Warnock, and... who's awesome, and this crazy psycho. And so it's just like, uh, that's also so disheartening is the Republican candidates are worse than they've ever been. Like, they're just outwardly crazy insane. And, like, they're getting uh, so many uh. votes so i know no it's and 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 i'm i'm glad you said that because and also we, we have to remember that was a month ago we've had a month to kind of assess like okay i can breathe a sigh of relief that they didn't just sweep but now again in that same way that that, that that i was talking about with student loans and with everything else it's like okay but we have to stop just being happy that it wasn't as bad as we thought it's going to thought it was going to be what are we going to do now <laughs> like what is the plan and that's the thing is that Historically, we've just seen that plan never seems to manifest. 
Uh, it never seems to come from this particular group of elected officials, many of whom are over the age of 60. So their sense of urgency is maybe a little different than ours. Exactly. Right? And they're rich. I don't know. And healthcare not to be for the rich yeah. is different. Oh, and also they get, yeah, they're rich. And also they get health care through the government. <laughs> through their job. Yeah, they get socialized <sighs> health care. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you for that. Um, could the rest of us maybe get in on that? I don't know. Okay. Um, hey, anyway. hey, KJ. <clears throat> so, what's what? our tarot card today? <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, the tarot card is pretty good because, um, first of all, um, normally on this podcast we do the queer tarot, which I really, really love. I love that deck. It's a, it's it's the Pride tarot. Um, and I really, really love that deck because it pertains to a lot of what we're talking about here many days. But I did just get a new deck, the Spooky Tarot, which we did look at. Junko's came in before mine, so we're able to look at hers. Today, our card is the Queen of Pumpkins. Ooh. And look at this fabulous, uh, just like, what is, mm, she, is she drinking goddess of the something? night. Yep, there's like a... Uh, a, a, a uh, what appears to possibly be a cup of blood oh. um or maybe fruit punch i don't Love know it. um but uh so th- what's really interesting here is that i think we're going to take this one as advice um today i think i think we need a little bit of guidance um <clears throat> so we're going to treat this as an advice card and one of the things that the spooky tarot deck book that it came with cuz i'm still learning how to read it pumpkins are similar to pentacles so the coins um And it says, the queen of pumpkins frolics in a cornfield, radiating joy and welcoming aura to all uh, all outside her castle. She brings harmony to her kingdom, ensuring that her home and all in its vicinity are properly cared for. So with the meaning, it's we, with this podcast and our day-to-day lives, we're really working to create a safe and welcoming space for people to to hear their stories, to tell their stories, um, and trying to get ours out there so that it's more normalized to hear from queer people, that queer people have a voice, have a story to tell. And uh, it says here, I'm going to read directly. It says, like a parent, strive and work very hard to ensure all aspects and people in your life are sufficiently nurtured while also remaining strong, strongly independent. So reminding ourselves what we were just talking about. We don't have to follow authority structures that we feel are outdated and don't serve people. And also, we can still hold kindness, empathy, and space for the people who are just trying their best, right? There's a difference between, I think that the Democrats in power are full of shit, and I think they need to get off their asses and do their fucking job, because that's what our tax dollars pay them for. And this person over here who really doesn't know what's going on in the world, and they're just trying to figure it out. There's a big difference between those two sets. And learning to find the space and the empathy, I think, for people who aren't as informed, not just people who vote a certain way, but just people who are still trying to figure it out, figure out their lives, who they are. Those of us who have started to establish a sense of self, it's good for us to hold space for others, to give them a a chance to, a space to grow and learn. Um, What does that make you think of? How does that make you feel? Oh my goodness. I'm not even sure. Queen of Pumpkins. She watches over her kingdom. Oh, just that sounds great. <laughs> to have a kingdom to watch that over. That just sounds <laughs> so good. Um, I don't know. 
I agree with you. <laughs> Wise words. Wise words. No, it's uh, I, I really, I, I like this new deck because it's a, uh, it's, it's a different perspective on some of the other meditations I've done. And the other thing I want to say is that pentacles are usually about material goods or about like emotional wealth as well. Not just, not, not, not just material wealth, but emotional, emotional and spiritual wealth. And when you have something to give, when you, when you have enough in your cup, when you have enough spoons or whatever metaphor you use in your day-to-day life to help others, I think it is important that we remember that a connected community of people is much stronger than a bunch of scared, confused individuals that don't know what to do um, and feel powerless. It's We live in a, in a world that is more connected than ever, but I think more disconnected than ever for a lot of reasons. And the internet is, strangely enough, kind of at the center of both. <laughs> We're more connected and more disconnected. It's so um, true. It's so ways. true. Because I think with all this uh, digital connection, it's really great. It really allows us to connect with people far away. It allows us to connect with people more often. Um, but I feel like two things about it. I think one... Um, being too connected can actually be so bad for your mental health. And that is definitely happening. Like when people don't text you back in five minutes, you think you're being ignored (laughs) and, or they're mad. Right. We're always available by phone, which do you remember the days when you would leave the house and when you were out, you were out. God damn it. You were out. (laughs) There was no way. <laughs> and when that phone rang in your house at two o'clock in the morning, you answered it real groggy because the landline is Oh, loud. you did not answer. You're like, you were like, that's a ghost. There? Who's there? Who's there? <laughs> Who and then the other thing I think is, um, I think I've been hearing this term parasocial, which is kind of like, mm-hmm. uh, well, one thing I've been doing a lot of is watching Twitch streams. <laughs> Oh, she's a Twitch stream watcher. I mean, well, because, you know, what it reminds me of is, you know, growing up, you'd watch your friends play video games until it was your turn. Well, that was fun. That was fun. And so that's like what Twitch. Oh, absolutely. That's what Twitch is bringing back. But um, seeing people stream on like Twitch and play video games, I uh, think as very parasocial. It makes you feel like you're having a social experience but it's kind of para meaning like surrounding like it's almost social (laughs) but it's not yeah no you've actually you you you've hit it on the head and the thing about parasocial relationships is that some people have a very negative viewpoint of it because in like fandoms and people getting really, really into something to the point where they think that those people are real, those characters are real, it can actually become an unhealthy obsession with something where it's no longer really a relationship. It's an obsession. That person doesn't know you. They will probably never know you. They will probably never meet you. Even if they do, they won't remember you because they have so many other people they're interacting with all the time. But understanding, like you just said, that just getting to hang out and watch somebody do something that you enjoy is not a bad thing. That's actually a really important part of connection is just being around other people. We don't know every single person that we interact with intimately, and that's fine. Um, So parasocial relationships have a double edge to them where like 
We had a parasocial relationship with like Amy Lee from Evanescence. Uh, we believed she was singing directly to and us. And she was. You know? And she was. Um, she was she was right there. We had a conversation. Uh, <laughs> that one time. No, but but at the same time, like it's also like we can recognize in a lot of ways that we probably will never be friends with Amy Lee, even though like we would we totally would be. Like, come on. Uh <laughs> But, you know, it's it's I think those things are fine in a lot of ways. It's when like the drag race fandom, when they go on Twitter and they start verbally assaulting and abusing people because they beat somebody in a challenge and then their favorite queen went home. That's a parasocial relationship that becomes abusive and super duper not okay, Right. That's when parasocial relationships become deadly when they're telling people to like to when they're literally telling people that they should be unalive that they should unalive themselves that's not no right and that's what a parasocial relationship can get to if we're not aware that parasocial also does mean it's not a hundred percent social exactly right we're not so i i love that i'm so glad that you have that because we all have that we all do that. That's important. Like, why do you think we watch those YouTubers we watched growing oh, up? Oh, for sure. Right? As we... Community channel. We were friends with Natalie. Absolutely. <laughs> like okay, we I think we just have to take a short break from our sponsors. Uh, because this gal has to go to the bathroom real quick. Okay. Oh, my goodness. We should get some more coffee, too. We'll be right oh, back. We'll be right back. <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> Hello, and thank you for listening to this episode of the Queermo Cast. If you would like to send us a question, a comment, a concern, or a story, please email us at thequeermocast at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram. Instagram? Instagram? A gram. It's a gram. An Instagram, the Queermocast. And also, we're on Twitter and on Facebook. If you'd like to send us anything, if you'd like to check us out. Also, down below in the show notes, we do have links to ways that you can get involved, little ways that you can connect to other people and also connect to the world around you and build a community. So, if you want to check those out down below, thank you very much. And let's get back to the show. Brr. Okay. And there she is. Oh, thank you for listening to our ads. They help support the show. <laughs> uh, so actually, uh, Mama, Miss Shimsham, speaking of parasocial relationships, can we talk just very briefly about our favorite shared parasocial relationship, Maintenance Phase? Oh, uh, love them. <laughs> their, their most recent uh, Patreon episode, which I know you're still working on, getting getting all that back, back up and running. But their most recent Patreon episode, which came out this week, was about two things. It was about podcast advertising and also... They taste tested a bunch of wellness foods. Oh, no. <laughs> and um, so they tasted Magic Spoon, which is that like health cereal that's supposed oh, to taste like the cereals you grew up with. It's, it's a very good ad. They make you think it's going to be low-cal, high-protein, just lots of fun. So here's what they said. Tell they me. said the outside tasted okay, but then the stevia aftertaste hits you really hard, that like fake sugar aftertaste. Uh -huh. And then on the inside, it becomes like a packing peanut. <laughs> like the texture oh, no. turns into like a packing peanut, just like like the, the weirdest texture. And there's no flavor on the inside. So you go from really, really like flavor coated outside 
to like nothing that's soaked into the middle. So it's like flavor cardboard all of a sudden or like styrofoam. <laughs> it's weird. Um, and then they tried athletic greens, which is another thing I guarantee you've heard on some podcast. The oh, AG1. not only have I heard when KJ and I lived in Washington, D.C., we basically did athletic greens. That's we, true, because we had spirulina. <laughs> no, we we were also buying a little powder, a little green powder, and it was like $30. Um, and it had some green tea in it. So you felt really energetic after. But that was probably all the green tea powder, baby. You know, caffeine, uh, ginseng, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, but uh, so they tried it. And you know, Mike, if Mike doesn't like something, Mike is very, very clear. Like, yeah, I hate th- it. they are very different than me because if something tastes grassy, I'll be like, it's okay. Well, and Aubrey didn't hate everything quite as much as Mike. Mike is just like, if I don't like it, I don't like it. Um, (laughs) Which I can appreciate. Um, But I I agree. I'm also kind of the same way. I'm like, I don't love it, but I have it. So I should finish it, right? I should finish eating it. Um, Like I would have finished the moon dust, even though I hated it. Um, uh, Which I will never buy. But uh, (laughs) because who's got that money? Anyway, so then they tried Huel. They tried the macaroni and cheese from Huel, which is human fuel is what that that comes to. And it's just ready to eat meals that all you have to do is like add hot water to or, you know, blah, blah, blah. So it's like a macaroni and cheese packet that you add hot water to. Yep, it's healthier. And it it is made with vegan cheese. So it's like all those things. But the texture, they both use different amounts of water. So uh, Aubrey's turned into soup. And Mike's turned into like this weird gloopy mass. Oh. So it's like really difficult to get the the and they both were like like Mike hated, obviously. I think Aubrey's reaction was sort of like, I don't think I'd eat it again. It was like the and it was like their least favorite. They went from like good to worse to to like the least good. Yeah. Uh, and um it just it just made me think like you and I have gone through so many periods of time where we've like decided we're going to try this like health trend. Right. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about this last time that it's okay to try those things. I think it's fine. If you want to try them. My issue is that they also said the price, how much it would cost per month to use that. Like to do, to do athletic greens once a day, like they say, it's a hundred dollars a month. Holy a lot of money shit. for just one thing. Um, and it's all based on this claim that it's like nutrient dense. It's like, well, you can also get those nutrients by just like eating a carrot and an apple and a banana. Right. And like the whole <laughs> theory behind um, a, a vitamin supplement to get what you're missing, I'm on board with. But you know yes. what? I don't know if uh, Athletic Greens is any better than a daily multivitamin. No. And, 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 and the thing is that we actually don't know that. That's part of nutrition science we have really no clue right there's lots of debate over what we absorb what we don't from a multi we obviously absorb some of it because like if you take b12 your b12 levels are higher so um you obviously absorb some vitamins but i've done a little research into those powders because i like the idea wouldn't it be great if we could grind a day's worth of spinach into a powder and just drink it. Here's what I found is that those powders are usually uh, have lots of heavy metals in them and can actually be bad for you. So 
Interesting. Um, yeah, heavy metals like lead or iron, nickel. So um, from my little bit of research, is since those products aren't FDA regulated, you're probably best to stay away from them. That's the big thing there, is that they're not FDA regulated. So you don't really know what you're getting because they actually um, have found in certain supplements, not necessarily those, but in certain supplements, it doesn't even contain the things that they say it contains because they don't. No one's checking. <laughs> right. So, and also, um, like so. you said, food science is very in its infancy. There's lots we don't know. Um, what what keeps what we keep hearing time and time again is to get a, the benefit from a food. You have to eat the food. <laughs> and you know what? Like, don't get me wrong. I understand needing convenience. Oh. Some some weeks I am mm-hmm. so all over the place. I'm like, you also want me to come home and chop vegetables. When? Oh, How? I love <laughs> vegan cooking. I love it. Same. But th- uh, I can't remember. There's a woman. I love her. She makes all this great vegan food. <laughs> but not only does she cook everything from scratch, um, but she grinds her spices. <laughs> and then she'll she... toast her spices, <laughs> which sounds like a great idea. But I'm like... Honey, I am buying a pre-ground spice. Are you kidding? <laughs> I would do that one time and think that was fun. When am I ever going to have time to do this again? <laughs> oh, like, I know. If not only did I have to cook the meal, but I had to like get out my whole peppercorns and grind them. No. No. So anyway, I just I thought that was really interesting because they tried wellness products that are like really big right now and they did it right after they did their episode about the daily harvest scandal where people were getting like extreme food poisoning um like bacterial food poisoning from from the daily harvest crumbles um like like fake fake lentil like like lentil well yeah because they found out that that there was raw lentil in it and that's part of it that was part of it yeah there's also uh, there was I, I cannot remember the name of it, but there was a thing that was um, the way that they worded. I'm I'm trying to remember. It's like t- t- typically used. It, it it has a whole acronym. I should have written it down. But there's a whole acronym about like food additives that are just like commonly used. You can just put oh, those in. Oh yeah, there was this that food added. additive was not on that the was it, it's new and bi- yeah yep i remember that now so. so it was a mixture of a lot of things like people probably weren't cooking them as much as they should have been um but also they were putting something that was like destined to get bacterial like <laughs> in it and then and then you're getting food poisoning that can also cause like you'd have to go get surgery like that i know wild. i'm just so glad that we never bought those crumbles because i love no, a vegan didn't. product girl i love mm. it you know we love it and like i'm usually I, I i do read the backs of labels i'm like okay these are things i recognize i have had this before and now i'm doing it even more than i used to now i'm like if it's new and i've never tried it before i'm looking at the back you know, I got well, I'm now taking uh, if a vegan product says to cook thoroughly, I'm not taking that very seriously because with a vegan product, you're like, there's no animal product in here. So if I didn't cook it thoroughly, no big deal. Well, if right. the, you can't eat raw beans, uh, <laughs> no. which is lentils are beans. So if, if it's got raw lentil in it, well, for one, daily harvest, you got to tell me. 
You gotta tell me clearly. Come on. Oh, I know. I know. The fact that they were like, we did a recall. It's like, no, you didn't. And there are receipts to prove you didn't. Why are you lying? (laughs) Why are you lying? This is a good transition to vegan Mm. Thanksgiving. Yes. We had vegan Thanksgiving. And here were the participants. The participants were Tofurky Ham. Aldi, was it Aldi Turkey? Aldi Turkey Breast. Aldi Turkey Breast. Trader Joe's, it was like stuffed holiday roast. And then, what, am I forgetting one? Oh, yeah. Field um, Roast. The uh, Field Roast Holiday Roast. Yes. These were the contenders. What did you think? And the final tally was... They're all fine. No, no, just kidding. <laughs> They're fine. <laughs> no, the uh, in order, I think, was the Trader Joe's top of the list. The Trader, Trader Joe's. Jo- Trader Joe's like wins because when you bake it, it gets a wonderful, crispy outside. And then it's, was it stuffed with stuffing? Yeah, it had like a certain type of stuffing that they had like made and put inside and it was Yeah, really so good. it's like a crispy breaded outside and then the the vegan meat surrounded it and then stuffing in the middle. It was very good. <laughs> oh, it was delightful. And honestly, and it also came with a gravy. And the gravy that it came oh, yes. with, it was a mushroom style gravy, was wah, chef's kiss. Just so good. Um so that was my number one. Is that also your number one? Yeah, I think that was the best one. Let's go down the line. What's your number two? So my number two is Field Roast Holiday Roast. We mm. didn't give it the Ferris shake because I, when I got to Thanksgiving, uh, we got there around two-ish, and I still had not eaten yet. So I was starving. So I when actually I ate it cold on a sandwich, which you can do. <laughs> says that right one on you can do yep and uh um so we didn't like cook it like a holiday roast which i think would have elevated it um but actually eating that coal it, it's delicious and i have had that one cooked i love the field roast holiday roast i love it delicious i would actually say that that was also my number two because a it could be either way it was like a, a cutlet type of a thing or you could you could cook it. And also, it had the texture. For those of you meat eaters out there, <laughs> the texture will never be the same. And actually, that's kind of good. Because when I get a fake meat and the texture's too close, I'm kind of, I'm wigged out. I don't enjoy it. I like it to have a little bit of that seitan kind of, you know what I mean? Like, like, mm-hmm. like chewiness, that weak gluten chewiness, which I know some people are like, Bleh, when I say those words see, out loud. See, that's the thing. <laughs> when meat eaters judge vegan food, they're comparing it to dairy and meat. But when you're vegan, it's it's a new thing. It's its own thing. This is yep. vital wheat And when gluten. you're 10 years <laughs> removed from meat, like I haven't had, I haven't had meat in over 10 years. So I have like over a decade of just not eating it. I'm like, I don't even really care to remember what it's like to eat a steak, right? Or what it's like to eat real turkey, which I never liked anyway. I hated turkey. I never liked turkey. No, anyway. turkey is gross. It's gross. It's and dry. And that's monsters. the thing. That's the thing. Everyone always goes on and on about meat. But, like, the best part of meat is what it's cooked in. Like, buffalo wings, buffalo sauce. That's what I'm here yes. for. I'm, I'm here, here for, for the sauce. sauce. That's why... 
buffalo cauliflower is great because all I'm looking for is something I can dip a sh- ton of buffalo sauce in. That's all exactly. I want. <laughs> so anyway, so that's why Field Roast was number two for me is because it had that that nice like seitan kind of texture. Um, and the flavor was there. It was salty. It was just really, really, really lovely. Not quite as good as the Trader Joe's one, but also it was a little less pomp and circumstance. Than the yeah, it was different. The Trader Joe's was like, uh, it, it was a, it was a good. It was like a holiday roast. It was. Good. It was like like royal bugles being blown in the background. The roast has arrived. <laughs> All rise in comparison. So then, okay, so the number three for me, I'll be honest with you, I'm a little biased because I was the one that, that that decided to bring these here and I really love them. I love the Aldi turkey breasts. And here's why. They are easy to cook because they come as they, 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 they come in a package of two, so Jay and I can each have one when we make them for dinner. You roast them in the oven for 15 minutes, seven minutes on one side, seven and a half-ish minutes on one side, seven and a half minutes on the other side. And then you can put them with rice, you can put them with anything, and it's like having a little a little meal. It's perfect. And they're $3. So it's like nice and cheap for a simple meal. You buy a box of couscous or a box of like wild rice mix with like garlic powder, and you're, you're good to go. You got a whole <laughs> meal for two for $7. Well, though that was also my number three, and and yeah, they were very good, and also cheap is important because vegan stuff tends to be pricier, like the vegan meat, you know, and so Mm -hmm. a lot of times, um, like the field roast, holiday roast, love it, but it was a dollar off. So if it hadn't been a dollar off, it would have been eight dollars for that little thing, uh, which is not something you would be doing all the time. No, and the Trader Joe's one, I should say, was like $12 for that whole roast. So, like, Trader Joe's is still, they've got their problems, but I still still love Trader Joe's for for a number of reasons. They pay really well. They're not a perfect company. No company is a perfect company. I'm not going to sit here and love them. But I do love Trader Joe's. If you're listening, we are accepting sponsorships from Trader (laughs) Joe's. And if Um, you want to start a store, if you want to open a store in Eau Claire... You can do it from my basement. I would love that because then every time I visit, I could go to Trader Joe's. Um, And also your back parking area is about the size of a a typical Trader Joe's parking lot. So it's perfect. One spot. (laughs) One one single spot. Um, And then a couple of like spots you could jimmy your way into if you try hard. Um, But anyway. (laughs) And then last but not least, number four, let's just say it together. The tofurkey ham, ham. which was actually very good. It it was good. I'm not saying it was bad. And it tasted hammy, which is weird. Yeah, because I hate ham. I actually do. I hate ham. I hated it as a kid. I hated it. I never liked it. And we had it once a week. My dad bought ham steaks. I'm feeling a lot of negative energy towards the ham coming from you. Yes, which is why I was surprised that I enjoyed this. Um, because but it was um, good. It was it was uh like a faux honey glazed ham. So it had a yep. So I I actually had to glaze it. I had to I had to take it out of the oven halfway through and then glaze it, which is something I have never done, not even to real meat. So that was fun. And so it 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 was good though. I think it needed to be on a sandwich. We ate it plain and then covered in mashed potatoes, which was really good. Um, but I <clears> think the turkey ham uh, 
is best on it would have been best on a sandwich uh just I agree. I, it, to me it wasn't a standalone and then later because that stuff started going on sale i did pick up a tofurkey turkey and um and so i did try that that actually was really good i would rate the tofurkey oh, yeah. turkey on par with the aldi Oh, see, I've had the Tofurky Turkey and it is really good. It's smaller than the Trader Joe's one, if I recall. Not much, but a little smaller. Oh, um, it was it was around the same size as the ham. Okay, gotcha. I was I was trying to remember. My thing about the Tofurky Turkey is that when I cooked it the first time, I did it as the direction stated, and unfortunately, ovens are all different, blah, blah, blah. But because I followed the, the, the directions, it came out so dry like dreadfully dry. So my first impression of it was not great. And then the next year I bought it again cuz uh, you know, Thanksgiving was never my um my favorite holiday and I spent two Thanksgivings kind of uh, alone. Uh <laughs> 2015 <laughs> and 2016, I did not do much on Thanksgiving. I kind of purposely tried to be by myself. Um and I uh yeah, I had the tofurkey turkey. The second time I made it, this was when I was completely by myself. Leo and Amanda, I was living with them, and they went over to some family, and I just stayed home with the cats, which was the best Thanksgiving I had, I think, during that time. Um, but uh, I made that, and I finally, I was like, okay, I'm going to make this a little differently, and I'm going to watch it more carefully. Um, and I made turk, and I made uh, mushroom gravy to go with it, and that helped a ton the second time. So I think and it is see- good. This year, the Tofurky turkey box came with gravy. Mm. So I cooked it in the air fryer, and uh, and then you put it gravy on it. Oh, See, there you go. See, I so cooked mine good. in the oven, and maybe it was, you know, I think, like, like the way you cook things does matter. Some things cook better certain ways. And air fryers <laughs> are magical. I have to get one. So... If an air fryer, if you want to send us a free one, we'll we'll plug it for you. Insert <laughs> ad here. Oh my goodness, Mama's on that ad train. I actually just uh, <laughs> I love it. Yeah, um, no, we're gonna monetize this shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so um, final thoughts on this: if you are considering having less meat in your life. And holidays are hard for you because you're going to your family's house and your family's like, what is tofu? Why are you trying to make us eat it? Um, try one of these. Give, give, give one of these a try. They're designed to be comparable but still like vegetarian, right? They're not meant to be exact replicas. But give one of these a try um, <clears throat> if you're trying to reduce meat in your life, even if you are still – if you consider yourself more of an omnivore. Um and this I know a for a lot of people, mac and cheese is a big Thanksgiving meal. And there are great mac and cheese recipes where Do you Do not blend... get the Huel mu- mac, mac, mac and cheese. No. Do not get the Huel. Make it yourself. No. <laughs> you ble- I can't remember. We'll have to plug it later. But you blend like potatoes and carrots and, and, you, and nutritional yeast. And that's how you make your sauce. And the carrots make it cheesy colored. Very good. Mm-mm. Oh, yes. No, truly, though. Like Jay, Jay's favorite thing to do because Jay doesn't always love cooking. But when it's his turn to cook, sometimes he'll just make a bunch of pasta. And then he actually created his own version of a, like, cheesy, 
sauce for mac and cheese. And what he'll usually do is put <clears throat> some milk and some garlic, salt, and pepper, and then a little paprika. <clears throat> and then um, he will put nutritional yeast in it and then a little bit of dia cheese um, mm-hmm. to melt it all together. And it creates a very Velveeta-y kind of cheese sauce. It's well, wild. That's- that sounds good. I'm just giggling here because I don't know if you can hear, but Sandwich is letting us know that it is almost time to go. I was going to say, I saw you looking over and I was like, that's probably Sandwich. Could be soda, but probably Sandwich. Sandwich uh, is very demanding. So, KJ, what demanding. are our final, final thoughts for the morning? So, final thoughts for the morning are... Um, Use any frustration and rage that you're feeling right now about the state of things to find ways to get involved. Um, If you're feeling paralyzed, uh, just know that a lot of us are feeling the same way. And also, if you are uh, veg curious, we've got we've got some tips for you. So feel free. Write into us. We are at thequeermocast at gmail.com. Feel free to send us some emails or you can find us on Instagram or Facebook if you want to send us messages. Uh, I found out that we were in the top five of one of our listeners' uh, podcasts. Oh, this Katie, should we, should, should, should we, should, Oh, yes, if you're we listening. We love you. We miss you. Shout out. We, we are just so love excited. you. Um, and thank you so much for listening for everybody who does. You've made it a really cool year and we're hoping moving into 2023 to get a little bit uh to dig in a little bit more on this now that we have a whole year of recording under our belt, which actually mama, it has been a year. It's been officially uh, a year. Happy anniversary. <clears throat> happy anniversary. Oh my goodness, even though the first episode didn't go up till January. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have a wonderful morning. And of course, Slancha. Oh my goodness. And now we both get to go to work from home. <laughs>